I'm Deesha Filyaw, and I'm the author of The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, a collection of nine stories about Black women, sex, and the Black church. My name is Jerry Craft. I'm the author and the illustrator of the graphic novels New Kid and Class Act. My name is Ann Winter, and I am an author of children's books. I live in Austin, Texas. Hi everyone, um, thank you Gary so much for having me on. This is a huge pleasure. My name is Andre Fenton. I'm a young adult author and poet, spoken word artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hi Gary, thank you so much. Um, I am Andrea Wang. I write books for kids and most recently uh, my picture book, Watercress, and my debut middle grade novel, The Many. It's personal. Everyone to another episode of It's Personal. I'm super excited for my guest today. Um, someone that I truly, truly admire in regards to just the work that he does, um, not just on the paper, but I think in the community, um, the writing community, his community that he's living in, just in the world in general. I'm just very thankful to be to be talking to him today. Um, can you introduce yourself just a little bit? People should know, but just a little bit. Okay, so my name is Jerry Kraft. I'm the author and the illustrator <laughs> of the graphic novels, New Kid and Class Act. And uh, we'll, we'll do all that other stuff in, in the conversation, but we, we can we can start right now. Thank you, thank <laughs> that, you. That, that's and, the main stuff. <laughs> and Jerry, one of the things I love about you, I think mainly when I watch you online and hear you speak is just that you're so, uh, personable and not just with adults but um, with kids which I love so much uh, being a teacher I think one of the most important things is that we continue to show that like being an author or um, someone who's in literacy that is normal um, and you can speak to them um, in a way that they can connect and I always see that when I see you speaking with kids so that's the first thing I wanted to just thank you for because I really, really appreciate when that happens with authors and, um, and kids. So thank you. Thank you very, oh, cool. very much. Yeah, yeah, I did my first live school visit in like two years yesterday. Wow. At, at wow. school up in Connecticut. And I went up there and, you know, I did uh, a couple of uh, assemblies. And then afterwards kind of hung out and had lunch with a bunch of kids and just answered questions and looked at their portfolios and their you know, little drawings and stuff like that. So it's uh -huh. cool. Uh -huh. I love that. And I think thinking of that and what you just commented on, I think for me, one of the questions I wanted to ask was like, um, and you may probably get this a lot, but I'm curious, I guess, for people that don't know you, is like, how did art start for you? Like, where did that come from? Um, and how has it influenced you um, over time? I mean, art has just always been what I did. Uh, I remember being really, young and my brother was in the marines in okinawa and i used to go to see movies and come back and do like uh do a version of that movie in uh comic strip form and send it to him mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. so i guess that was my first storytelling um i always like to make up stories with me and my dad and then just always was drawing you know, tracing paper was a big deal when I was a kid. And uh, remember that carbon paper? 
where you could put <laughs> yeah. underneath and trace Spider-Man or something like that. So, you know, a lot of tracing and then seeing if I could draw uh, on my own, looking at it side by side and things like that. And mm. it just kept progressing from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Is it something that runs in the family? Do you have family members that are artists? No, I really don't. Um, I saw my mom draw once. It's like, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, my dad would kind of draw these faces and stuff, which is decent. Um, I saw my sister draw like once, <laughs> you know? Um, so maybe it's kind of latent and they just didn't uh -huh. pursue it. Uh -huh. But, um, and my sons can draw, they, I never <laughs> see them draw anymore. I haven't seen them draw since about eighth grade. Uh, and I was impressed, but you uh -huh. know, it's not with me. It's, it's almost an obsession. Just, just, mm -hmm. it's hard to go a full day without drawing. You know what I mean? Wow. If I end up in a restaurant and if it's the one that has the, uh, the paper tablecloths where they ask the kids if they have the, if they want the crayons, you know, my kids have asked some crayons in like 20 years. I'm like, oh yes, please. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love, and I love hearing that because oftentimes kids believe that it runs in the family and it doesn't have to, right? Um, as an artist, as a writer, as a, anything, like it doesn't have to be something that's passed down um, to be yeah. successful. So I love hearing that. Um, what did what did home look like for you? Um, I'm curious. Like in my head, I see a little Jerry just like drawn on walls, like on the floor and everywhere. But what did what did home life look like for you? Uh, home was literally if you've read New Kid, the house that Jordan Banks lives is my house. I grew up in a a brownstone in Washington Heights, top floor. I live with my mom and my dad. My sister and brother were nine and 10 years older than me. So they were out, you know, by the time I was like maybe eight, they had already mm -hmm. moved out. Um, and um, I remember getting a drawing table that uh, for a while, I guess it was just probably in the middle of the living room because then there's just me and my dad mm -hmm. for a while. And then, um, you know, I would just make my own comics um did you know so much of my life is in new kid where mm -hmm. jordan banks wants to go to art school his mom and dad don't want him to go to art school because the only term that they had ever heard with the word artist was starving artist you know yep. and they were like you know to them it was like what are you going to do like sell paintings in the <laughs> like on the sidewalk with a cup you know, hoping that people buy your painting of like four bulldogs playing poker, you know, <laughs> and uh, all those cats with the big eyes and big sad uh -huh. eyes. They just didn't think that you could make a living um, as an artist. Mm -hmm. And I showed them it only took 50 years, but it was just interesting, you know, but mm -hmm. I, I've just always, always, always drawn. And what about like in the classroom where you're because I find as a teacher, I, I like to doodle as well. I think doodling is a part of my like learning process. So I use it often to focus um, and I allow my kids. I, I've noticed that because I'm doing it, I should be also allowing my kids to do it. So it's something that's just in my classroom. I, I teach and I talk about often. Um, I wonder for you in regards to when you were younger, like 
when it came to drawing, was there a teacher or a few teachers that have influenced you um, to continue to draw or, um, or the other way around saying like, you know what, you shouldn't be doodling, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it was kind of ambivalent, you know, no mm. teacher really encouraged me and no teacher discouraged me as long as they knew that I was paying attention. And, you know, luckily I got good grades. So they knew, I guess they gave me a little bit of a break, you know, mm. but if I was getting mm. C's and D's, they probably would have been like, well, that's why you, you're failing because <laughs> you're, you're Spider-Man all day. Um, <laughs> It's funny, in uh, eighth grade, uh, I used to draw on, there's a girl that sat next to me named Michelle, I used to draw on her desk all the time. And she hated it. Of course, now, <laughs> if you listen to Michelle, she tells everyone that she loves it so much. <laughs> oh, and I used to love it. And she's like, clean this off. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. And I think the other question is, I was always, I always wanted this about artists and authors, like outside of, like, what do you like to do on your spare time? And you can't say drawing. Um, what, what else do you like to do? I, I saw you, I, like, I think I, I saw a few moments online where you're playing basketball as well. So I would, I, yeah, I, first of all, I was about, I was about to Google spare time. <laughs> I was like, hey Siri, what does spare time mean? Um, you know, my, uh, my days when I have a book due and right now I have a book due are literally, uh, like 9am till 2am, mm -hmm. you know, um, when I am by myself, like that's what my day is. I draw, you know, I try not to leave the house, but maybe once or twice a week to go to the post office and the bank and mm -hmm. get some groceries and especially in the in the winter time we're here in connecticut it's dark at 4 a.m <laughs> i mean at 4 p.m you know and it's cold like i am more than happy and the way i have my setup you know i've got like three monitors right here so i'm on the center monitor here uh -huh. i've got these two and i've got my tv and i've got my two beagles so I'm sad. What else do, what else do what you else? need? What else is there? <laughs> um, when I do have spare time, like when my sons are home, um, you know, we, yeah, we will go and play basketball, especially my youngest son. We'll go and shoot hoops or work out or, um, you know, I already got my tickets to see Spider-Man, you know, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still a big Marvel guy. Um, you know, a lot of it is Netflix and movies and books on tape and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But so much of my personal life also became uh, one in the same with my business life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. if, you know, before the world shut down, uh, you know, I had HarperCollins like flying me to, you know, California to do a keynote somewhere and like, Hey, this is Kwame Alexander and Jason Reynolds. So there's yeah. Elizabeth Acevedo or there's Eric Velasquez. And then, you know, having lunch with, you know, people like that or mm -hmm. uh, going out to dinner with Alicia D. Williams and cracking jokes. And so, and then like, that was fun, you know, and mm -hmm. then you come home and you get back to work. Mm -hmm. I like that. 
I like that. And I'm sure the people that you've named, that's kind of their spare time as well. Like when they have the moments within their work that allow them to hang out, have conversation, um, that's when they're really soaking in. Um, oh, I get it. I get 15 minutes, 20 minutes here to, to really turn off for a little bit. Yeah. But you know what? It's so it's so weird to talk to fans now. Like it's such a different experience mm. since New Kid came out than it had mm -hmm. been the twenty years prior that I had self published. You know mm -hmm. all those books mm -hmm. uh, where I had to be kind of like aggressive and hey, you know my name is Zoe Craft and I have a book called Mama's Boys and hey, this book is mm -hmm. called The Defenders. And now um, I remember at uh, NCTE, which is National Council of Teachers of English, um, you know, because I I remember being online to see George Takai to get a copy of They Call This Enemy. And so I was in the front of the line, you know, and I sat down completely by myself. I got there like an hour early and I took a selfie, you know, as a fan saying, hey, you know, I'm, you know, first online to get George Takai's book not realizing that people would see the selfie and go, hey, now we know where Jerry Craft is. Let's get him. Let's get right, him. Let's get, let's get him. <laughs> you know, because now we don't have to stand on line for his book because he's going to be sitting there for an hour by himself. The you know? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm sitting there like, hey, Jerry Craft. I'm like, how do these people know? I'm like, oh. I'm that guy now. I'm somebody's wow. just a guy. I get it. You know, wow. so I'm stalking George and they're stalking me. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because that that's a whole different switch, right? Because you're not yeah. even knowing, right? Like you don't even you're 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 a writer, you're a drawer, like you also have people that you enjoy. So like you're still in that mindset. Because right. I right? always went to these things as fans. You know, mm -hmm. I took, mm -hmm. uh, I saw Jason Reynolds signing and I'm taking a picture of Jason Reynolds and I look up and someone's taking a picture of me <laughs> taking a picture of Jason Reynolds. And they're like, while well, you're also stalking him, I'm also stalking you. And I'm like, oh, cause you know, I would go to these conventions and I would get the book and I would go through what, what my highlight. I'm like 12 to one, Elizabeth Acevedo in conversation with Renee Watson, one to two, Alicia D. Williams in conversation with Zeta Elliott, you know, three o'clock, you know, Eric Velasquez and Don Tate, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I would go to those and if it was crowded, I'd sit on the floor, I'd sit. And now I go and I'm sitting in the <laughs> audience and I, and then all of a sudden the people next to me are like, elbowing each other, like, look who we're sitting next to. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's different. It, it's it's different. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, different. I had to do uh, a signing at NCTE and um, I hadn't won the Newberry yet. I, have, I haven't really been to a convention since I won the Newberry because <laughs> literally I won it in January 2020 and then COVID really shut down everything in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. So I haven't gotten mm -hmm. like Newberry fanfare, mm -hmm. but I had won the Kirkus Prize at that point. And um, I went to do my book signing. So I was trying to find the Harper booth. And there's a line that's blocking the booth. Of course. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, first time I got to do a signing, 
And with my luck, it's like Jeff Kenny or someone <laughs> signing next to me and no one will see me, you know. So I, you know, I got kind of an attitude. I'm like, you know. Never. So I, I go to the lady at the back of the line and I'm like, excuse me, miss, uh, who are you here to see? She's like, we're here to see you. <laughs> and I'm like, this wraparound line is mine? Holy moly, like it, it, was a whole, awesome. it was a whole different concept. And then I was like, wow. Well, okay. And here I am being all wow. funky and stuff, you know. <laughs> like, I know you ain't blocking the line. And I gotta, you know, I'm trying to sell a book here. And attitude. I, attitude. There to see me. I love that though. I love that. And yeah. I, I think that's such, it says such a testament to who you are though. As such a like, and again, going back to what I've seen online. And people that I've talked to about you, just like being so humble about what you do. No, it's, honestly, it's hard to, yeah, it's it's really weird. Like someone tweeted, uh, a friend, another author said that they saw online. This woman tweeted, "Yeah, and I just passed by Jerry Craft walking around like he's not Jerry." First word, <laughs> not <Kraft>. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Effin Craft. I'm like, <laughs> oh, is that my new middle name? But <laughs> hmm. well, so it's again, I have never met you personally, but it's so based on conversations that I've heard and interactions I've seen with you and other um, authors and illustrators, it sounds just like you though. Like just oh, yeah, it's it's very hysterical. Much. You know, <laughs> like it it really takes some getting used to. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I just have a couple, one more question, actually. Mm -hmm. um, do you have uh, two kids, correct? Two kids? Yeah, they're 21 and 23 now. So 21 and 23. They're not little anymore, young men. They're not. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is now, and because you are so busy, and I always think this question is so interesting, it's like, who does the cooking now at home? So my oldest son lives on his own mm -hmm. and my youngest son is in his senior year of college. Wow. So he literally just came back like, a, you know, a couple of days ago. So he likes to cook, but mm -hmm. I, I cook, you know, I've, you know, even when everyone was here together, I was like the, the head chef. I was the signing oh, no out. Way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I love to cook, but now, you know, so there's so much time by myself. I'm like, you know, I can pop one of frozen dinners <laughs> in the microwave and get back. Or if I do cook, you know, it'll be like enough for like 10 days, you know, I'll make mm -hmm. like a pressure cooker full of whatever. Uh -huh. I'm like, yep, uh -huh. I'm good, you know, and I'll just scoop uh -huh. it up, buzz in the microwave, uh -huh. I'm good for about a week. Yeah, and it's like efficiency, right? Like you, you, your time is so valuable and a deadline. Right, and I can only imagine as an illustrator, when you get into a groove, it's like, I don't want to get out of that. Like, you want to stay in that as long as you yeah, can, possibly. Absolutely. Right? Because, you know, like, I can't have a lot of start and stop days. I agree, you know? I, yeah. Like, oh, you know, because our friends, you know, do, oh, well, you didn't get any work done? You know, you had two hours here. I'm like, mm-mm. I'm like, a, a really good chunk is like six hours. Mm. you know and then i'll mm -hmm. eat and then six more hours you know that's mm -hmm. when i really this stuff is coming off my 
pen or in my case stylus because I, I draw digitally it's mm -hmm. like coming off with some purpose mm -hmm. you know but, mm -hmm. but when it's start and stop and start and stop it's like mm, it you makes know, it harder so, yeah. yeah Jerry I want to thank you I know you have uh you have an appointment and I don't want to stop you from your appointment and then I don't want to stop you from your work either so no, yeah I'm good I'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah I, I I got a appointment in about uh, 40 minutes so 40 I minutes. can yeah I will maybe work on the panel uh -huh. something. I am working on the third new kid book wow right now and um you know I have until about February to finish it so wow Wow. And we, and I, I've taught third, when your book came out, um, both of them, I've been, I was teaching third grade. It was the first book I read um, at the beginning of the year. I usually start with a graphic novel and then the realistic fiction um, middle grade novel for third grade. Um, and I had first time had done it online. So I bought the graphic novel online and we just read it basically um, on the computer. And it was, one of the most like profound things that I had ever done, <laughs> it felt like, because for one, I forgot like, oh yeah, they're at home, right? Um, we could just do a graphic novel online instead of having me like hold up the book. And right. they loved every illustration. They could sit with the illustrations a little bit longer because it's like right in front of them, like on the screen. Um, and they took so many things from it in regards to the message. And that's one of the things I love about your work is like, though it is every bit of like vibrant, interesting, creative, the message within all of that, the message, sorry, like plural, within all that can hit so many different grade levels. Like I taught third grade and they were understanding it. They were getting it. They were asking lots of questions. Um, and that's all you can ask for um, from, a, from a graphic novel um, and an author who truly, truly, truly puts their heart in the work that they do so. Again, I loved every minute of it. Oh, thank you. And, and that still gives me goosebumps hearing that, mm. you know, because I, you know, there's so many things like when I was growing up, it was like you almost taught that books with, you know, African-American characters mm. are only for African-American kids. Yeah. You know, and if you see over my shoulder, like, like this is a new kid in like Korean, it's in like, mm -hmm. 12 different yeah. languages in Greek yeah. and Lithuanian and Albanian. Yeah. And so I didn't even know that our stories could translate that way as being universal because they never mm -hmm. told us, they never you know, told me that they could. Yeah. You know, it was always like, oh, uh -huh. well, these are for, you know, um, mm -hmm. even when I was doing my mama's boys comic strip, it was always like, well, this isn't going to play in the Midwest. I'm like, in the Midwest where those kids listen to rap more than our kids listen to rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. there were so many people, you know, the the decision makers who could green light stuff that 100%. I just never got that opportunity up mm -hmm. until doing New Kid, you know? Mm -hmm. But the conversations that I hear that kids have with their teachers and their parents Amazing. over these books is just the best thing Amazing. ever it is yeah it is like i teach when i did this i was in like right now i'm in canada i had to come home for other like another situation um but i, I was teaching in the philippines and like all of my kids are from 
like all different parts of the world. Like I have kids from from Korea, from China, from America, from India, and like all these kids are using your story as an example and relating to parts in your story. And it's just again just phenomenal to watch these like eight, nine year old kids like connect to someone like you, like you said, like your story yeah. our stories it's, it's phenomenal it really really I is i had phenomenal. a picture the mom sent and i have to say it this way but a like a little white girl with red hair from iowa mm -hmm. dressed up like drew for halloween <laughs> that's awesome you know and i had never <laughs> seen anything like that because when the wow. other kids dress up like our characters never not never. not until black panther movie came out i agree i right? black panther agree. and uh, into the spider first those were game mm -hmm. changers but before mm -hmm. then i couldn't know. name one yeah mm -hmm. i couldn't i couldn't name one totally but yeah. i know you're i i appreciate it um obviously very excited for the next one um i know the type of work that you do i know it's going to be just as good if not better um That's so yeah i want to i want to thank you for your time um, I just, again, appreciate the work that you do so much. So absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Is appreciate there any, what you do. I, I listen to all your podcasts. So thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Is there any, did you, you want to say while I'm drawing? I try to, I try to.